the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, these are volatile times financially, and certainly everyone is worried about their retirement savings. Most of us don't know from a day-to-day basis what our retirement savings are doing, but when they're declining, we tend to know. And Josh Pickett, Aptus Wealth Management, joins us for Money Monday every Monday at 1230 here on The Bruce Hooley Show, and he and his firm specialize in helping you grow your retirement or protect it from the volatility that is out there. You can reach Josh and the Aptus team at 614-917-1040 or online at aptuswealth.com. Dot com And Josh, the markets had a little bit of a bounce back last week, and we are awaiting the next Fed move, which will come a couple days before the midterm elections. Do they take signals from the market? Do you think they're going to back off, or is it pretty much assured that being where inflation is right now, that another rate hike is coming? You know, we never know exactly what they're going to do, but we have to take, to some degree, uh, you know, Chairman Powell's uh, comments to heart. And what he said is, Inflation is higher than we want it. We want to bring it down, and we will continue to raise rates until we get it to acceptable levels. And he had said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, that we really don't care what happens to the market. We have a bigger concern at hand. So if we take him at his word, I would anticipate we'll have another very significant hike. I think the street uh, tends to think it'll be another three-quarter of a point raise. Obviously, that's uh, beyond historic at this point, we've never had back-to-back 75 basis points. We're already at three. This would be a fourth. But, you know, the last time they raised rates, it didn't really seem to move the needle on inflation. So I'm inclined to believe that we'll see another significant rate hike to some degree. So what is the market? What, what, what does the market want, Josh? I mean, they want inflation under control. So these are measures that the Fed's taking to attempt to get inflation under control. But their action makes money harder to uh, get because it's more expensive to get it. To get a loan, your interest rate's higher. That's, uh, you know, kind of a deterrent to getting money. Uh, used to be cheap to get money, almost 0%, 1% for companies that wanted to expand. Is there a simple answer to what the market wants to see from the Fed? Um, I don't think there's a simple answer, but I think, you know, to think that this is unusual, and and while we're in a raising interest rate environment while simultaneously entering into a a pretty difficult time in in the overall economy, that is a little bit unusual. Um, There are kind of different seasons to the market, and those seasons don't always happen every five or ten years. Sometimes it takes many decades for them to play out. But I would say, you know, if you look at the at the spring, the spring's a vibrant time of the season in the economy, and that's usually a time where we have this kind of quantitative easing. And everybody, everything's going well. The economy's, you know, you can throw a dart at a dartboard and, and every stock you pick is, is doing great. And then you have a period of kind of overheating. Uh, let's call that the summer. And that period of overheating kind of happened, if you think about it, through 2020, 21. And now here we're entering into maybe what we'll call more of a, a winter time where things are getting darker. And, you know, that's just kind of a natural evolution in the economy. But what does the market want? I mean, the market would love to have more quantitative easing and everybody's got money to spend. But the reality is, if we don't get it under control, then although people have a lot of money to spend, they still won't have anything to be able to buy. 
why, because we'll have supply chain issues and we'll have issues with the fact that goods and services are just too darn expensive for anybody to afford. So unfortunately, this is some bad medicine, but it's a medicine that just kind of has to happen. Josh Pick is our guest. Aptus Wealth Management is his firm. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. They interact with many of their clients remotely, so your physical location really should not play into your decision as to whether you take advantage of the free consultation that Aptus offers you. 614-917-1040 or Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com to set that up. Avail yourself of Josh's YouTube channel. Search Josh Pick Finance on YouTube so you get the concepts that we talk about here and on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. Fridays at 7, Saturday afternoons at 2. You'll get those concepts in smaller doses. You can pause the video, take notes, replay it. You can also go to aptuswealth.com and subscribe to Josh's channel so you get notified anytime new content posts. All right, I'd like to play for you a soundbite, Josh, from Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, yesterday on Face the Nation on CBS. Here's Nancy Pelosi. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard him there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rate than we do here. It's not the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. Okay, so I I was uh, wondering, is the cost of living it's impacted by inflation, right? So the cost of living and inflation, are they two different things? How much are they connected? Does she have a point there in saying we're talking about the wrong thing? You know, I, I have this conversation with my kids a lot, and they say, well, I didn't do anything that bad. I mean, Jimmy did this, right? <laughs> we're kind of comparing, you know, it, it, our inflation isn't an issue. Look how bad everybody else is. And, and while I understand where she's coming from, um, she's absolutely right that other countries around the world are having problems that are in excess even of our problems. Um, you know, inflation and cost of living are somewhat synonymous. Uh, maybe I missed that that uh, that class in college. But, uh, you know, inflation is always an issue. Maybe this is what she's saying. I'm going to give her some benefit of the doubt. Inflation is always an issue. Things are always getting more expensive in the long run. Um, we're in a period of rapid inflation, which is dramatically affecting our cost of living. But, I mean, to differentiate those, it's almost like let's quit using the word inflation because it doesn't resonate well with the populace as far as politics goes. So let's change the conversation to something else. I I don't really know what she's doing, but it's nonsense. One of the things you and I talk about, Josh, on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show Friday nights at 7 is that even in a volatile market, even in uh, these times, there are ways to mitigate your risk and there are ways to even grow your money, certainly maybe better than – you know, people expect. And a, t- a thing that has worked in the past when inflation has been raging are bonds. But things change all the time and new options come in to invest. So are bonds hot right now? What's the bond situation? Is that truism also true now that bonds are where you go when uh, interest rates are rising? Um, the short answer is yes and no. There are areas of the economy where you can make money in bonds. I'll give you an example. The two-year Treasury, last I checked, was at 4.6%. Interestingly, the 10-year Treasury is about a full percent shy of that. So we're in what's called an inverted yield curve. And that happens very rarely. But typically when it happens, or at least I can't think of a time where that relationship happened, where it wasn't kind of a tumultuous time for the overall stock market. Uh, conversely to that, though, long-term bonds, think of 10, 20, 30-year bonds. When interest rates rise, it's a very terrifying time. 
and those type of maturities and bonds. So, you know, I think what we need to get rid of is for the last 40 years or so, the recommendations of most advisors has been, you know, as you get closer and closer to retirement, start shifting your way away from risk and into bonds because it's a safe place to be. The reality is, uh, if you look through, you know, mid-October, the aggregate bond index is down in the teens as the stock market is down in the 20s. So have you really gotten a lot of reprieve from that volatility by going, quote, unquote, safe? And the answer is no. And I think what we hear oftentimes is, you know, we were talking about seasons earlier, and there's different seasons throughout the year, and there's different seasons of investing. And what we're hearing from most advisors is just wear the same clothes all year. Go into 60-40, stock the bond portfolio, and it's just the all-weather portfolio and leave it alone. And again, that's akin to saying, well, just wear your winter coat in the summer because that way you'll be warm. It's foolish. You have to make some adjustments along the way. And I think, you know, the adjustments are pretty obvious today, and that is you should be shortening up your bond holdings by duration, and you should be investing in stocks in maybe a little bit different way than you have in the past to, quote, mitigate risk, like you had said earlier. And you can do both of those things. You just have to be active and you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, and Josh talks about mitigating your risk a lot on the show on Friday night at 7, the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. Also on his YouTube channel, search Josh Pick Finance on YouTube or go to aptuswealth.com and subscribe to his channel there. Last thing, Josh, about 30 seconds left. Gold's been a place where people like to park their money, but gold's historic performance is not, I think, what most people anticipate it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, gold is is, uh, thought to be a great place to hide. You know, maybe not take the boat out of the water during the storm, but hide behind the the island and, and have that kind of safe harbor of this intrinsic value metal. And in short duration, sometimes that that is in fact true. But in the long run, uh, I always tell people, remember, gold as an investment has been second only to cash as the worst performing asset class that we commonly think of. So tread lightly. um, And, you know, as we're looking at the future, make sure you're wearing the right clothing for the next six to 12 months or you might be in a little bit of trouble. Josh, pick our guest. He joins us every Monday at 1230 here on The Answer for Money Monday. And make sure you mark on your calendar to listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Friday at 7, Saturday afternoon at 2 here on The Answer. And you can get a hold of Aptus for your free consultation, 614-917-1040 or Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Josh, always great to talk with you. I look forward to seeing you on Friday. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. So tomorrow when Senator Lindsey Graham is campaigning around the state with J.D. Vance, they will be in Delaware for an event at 9 a.m. Columbus, an event at 10.30 a.m. We're scheduled to have Lindsey Graham on the show tomorrow at 11.35. say, well, that's a pretty tight schedule. Well, they have to get from Columbus to Beaver Creek because at 1.30 they have an event in Beaver Creek. And then at 6 o'clock they have an event in Lima. So all those locations where J.D. Vance and Lindsey Graham will be tomorrow fall within our listening audience on 98.9 The Answer and 94.5 The Answer. Delaware at 9 a.m., Columbus at 10.30, Beaver Creek at 1.30, and Lima at 6 p.m. How do you get tickets? Email info at jdvance.com. Info at jdvance.com to get a ticket to his campaign appearances tomorrow, building momentum toward the midterm election, November the 8th. Do not count on... The conventional wisdom out there parroted by pundits. J.D. Vance is going to win by 10 points. I keep hearing it. J.D. Vance is going to win by 10 points. Then why is he not ahead in any poll by five points? He's not. 
Every poll, Ryan advances within the margin of error. Sure, we're hoping that Republicans are undersampled, or we're hoping that Republicans, when sampled, are listing themselves as undecided, or as Ryan fans, just to mess with the pollsters, who I think they feel are brethren with the national media. But I'm not taking it for granted. I made sure my daughter, who's out of the area at college, I made sure she got her mail-in ballot and that she has voted. So she can vote how she wants, but I just made sure she voted. I know how she's going to vote. Okay. (laughs) I told you Joe Biden is uh, operating in the dark. Mm, Specifics, please. Yes. Here he is on student loan forgiveness. Did you know this passed? Did you know this passed? Was, Was not just a unilateral, I sign my name, thus it is, because I am a dictator governing by executive order fiat. Apparently, there was a big vote that we all missed. If you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand. I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get ten thousand written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. Huh? I got it passed by a vote or two. No, you didn't. There was no vote. It would not have passed. It would not have passed in the House. Because if you vote for that student loan forgiveness, you sign your death warrant as a politician, even if you are a Democrat. Now, this comment from Joe Biden came over the weekend at the White House where he was having a meeting with transgender activists. Here's a dude dressed up like a woman talking to Joe Biden who makes very clear his position on transgenderism, although I maintain Joe Biden could not tell you what a transgender woman is. I maintain he could not. But the ideologues in his cabinet have uh, stuck their hand up the back of his sport coat, treating him like the ventriloquist dummy that he often is. But listen to what this uh, mentally ill person says and what Joe Biden agrees to. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. So what he believes is that doctors should have the right to mutilate the genitalia of minors. And probably he believes that if parents oppose it, the child should be taken away from the parents or the parents should be thrown in jail. That's becoming a position of the Democratic Party. There are Democratic elected officials around the country, one in Michigan, who is advocating for parents being thrown in jail, that it's criminal behavior to oppose your minor child being given puberty blockers to permanently alter their body chemistry or to have, in the case of girls, healthy breast tissue cut off or in the case of boys, having their male genitalia reshaped into a facsimile of a woman's genitalia. Minor children. That is your position if you have the position of Joe Biden. And by the way, We used to call it kidnapping when an adult who was not the parent of a child would take a child away from parents and provide for that child through force, coercion, or whatever. The state of California now wants to become a sanctuary state for transgender minors. So if you have a teenager and they have the wherewithal, the ingenuity, the desperation to leave your home because you don't affirm them in their mental delusion that they are a sex different than they were born, they can flee to the state of California where the state of California will helpfully put them up with 
a private citizen sympathetic to their desire for gender transition, and then provide them the medical care that they want, whether it's puberty blockers or surgery. Yes, I just said that your child could flee to the state of California and could be handed over to a transgender activist, a minor child from another state, could flee to California and be handed over by the, by the government of the state of California to a transgender activist to stay with that transgender activist, free of supervision, while that child awaits treatment for their gender dysphoria. I misspoke. While that child awaits barbaric reordering of their sexuality by the state of California. That is state-sanctioned kidnapping. That is what that is. That is Gavin Newsom and the heavily Democratic California legislature imposing themselves, making decisions for minor children from families in other states. It cannot get more evil than that. But give them a day. They'll figure something else out that is more evil. Now, Jim Jordan got a standing ovation, not making it up, standing ovation from the crowd at Genoa Christian Fellowship on Friday night. Uh, He has held his district in Ohio ever since 2007. I think Jim Jordan could get elected to Congress without campaigning for as long as he's drawing breath, which I got to admit I don't love. I don't love the fact that we have some representatives in our country who really don't have to ever worry about being bounced for not doing a good job. But Jim Jordan is doing a good job. His district not only includes Delaware County, a new addition to the 4th District, but 12 other counties, including his home county of Champaign County. Uh, And Jim Jordan, if he is reelected, and he will be reelected, because this person who is challenging him, Tammy Wilson, a 50-year-old life and business coach in Delaware, uh, Tammy has no chance of winning. And that's a good thing, because Jim Jordan will become chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Oh, if you're having a bad day and you want to cheer yourself up, imagine Anthony Fauci, Mark Milley, Merrick Garland, (laughs) sitting across from a House Judiciary Committee hearing with Jim Jordan in charge of it, in charge of the questioning. And the stinky Democrats like Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Rohana, AOC, and others having to ask permission to speak from Jim Jordan. That'll put a smile on your face. As for Jordan not being somebody who reaches across the aisle enough, the Columbus Dispatch put that question to him, and he said, and this is a statement I totally agree with, you cannot work with people who want to call you names and cancel you. Yes, that is correct. There is sometimes no middle ground on which to meet in said middle. And I'm glad Jim Jordan knows that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.